Had it for a shot off the post, rebound, score! Paul Cotter follows the puck off the iron, puts it into the goal. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Broken up from behind, intended for Milano. Two on one for Vegas. Marcia so on the left. Will Smith got it to him. He scores! Nicholas Wong! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Back home after the longest road trip of the season, which stretched like three weeks when you factor in the NHL (laughs) All-Star break and the bye week. Uh, We are ready to go as the Vegas Golden Knights will take on the Anaheim Ducks on Super Bowl Sunday. A noon start at T-Mobile Arena. We'll get into what happened last night in St. Paul. Also, a lot of things happening around the National Hockey League, including a major league debut that is going to take place uh, tonight. Uh, We'll bring you up to date with the Seattle Kraken taking on the New York Rangers and Vladimir Tarasenko being in the lineup. Uh, A lot to uncover over the next little bit, including two pairs of tickets to see the Vegas Golden Knights play the Dallas Stars in just a little bit. When is that game? On February the 25th. Which you have no idea what day that is. Uh, well, today is the Come on, end, pot calling so kettle it's, black. It's but a Saturday I night. I admit it. It's a Saturday night, two it's weeks from tomorrow. It's a Saturday night. Uh, the reason why Saturday. I brought that up, because I was just at an establishment, and mm-hmm. the person that was helping me out just happened to take a phone call, and somebody was mm. pitching him something. And the pitch was, can the proposed seller set up a display on Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and the person helping me out, and I quote, said to the seller, "What okay. date is that this year?" Oh. I'm like, "What?" Because <laughs> I heard the Valentine's Day and stuff, and the, the, the guy said, uh, "What? What date is that?" I'm like, "Yeah, ah, the 25th." Jeez, of course everybody knows that. Okay. Yep. Uh, Hey, Hoser, yeah, let's go. Uh, we got uh, we got uh, some uh, tickets to give away. We've got uh, game ratings to, to get into. And we've got mm-hmm. a significant uh, concern regarding Logan Thompson to unpack. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let's start with the 5-1 win in St. Paul by the Vegas Golden Knights. They scored first, and they scored often. Yeah, they absolutely did. It was, uh, it was a great follow-up to what the Golden Knights did so well on Tuesday night against the Nashville Predators. I think you, you get that first goal of the game, you're not chasing. And to me, like it, it felt like the Golden Knights have, have turned a corner here because of the two games in a row where they have, have really done a good job cleaning things up defensively and they were able to convert on their chances. It was a great game for the Golden Knights. Injury aside, yeah. what was your biggest takeaway? Oh, um... I think my biggest takeaway was just finding ways 
to put the puck in the back of the net. You have Jack Eichel feeling it again. His past and, and his setup for Paul Cotter, that was was massive for me. Um, the the ability for Jack to then go down on a two-on-one and just rip a laser by Marc-Andre Fleury, that's a player kind of gaining his confidence back. Um, the offensive confidence that you gained in that game against the Minnesota Wild, to me, uh, stands above the rest. Did you watch for the celebration on Jack Eichel? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. You were right. Big well hug as well from Nick Hag going yeah. in there. Like there was the initial huddle that they all mm-hmm. do after a goal, and then there was a big squeeze by Nick Hag uh, along yep. the sideboards, and just absolute relief. And then Jack talked to Ashley Weiss after, and just uh, talked about how it'd been a while uh, since he'd been able to score. the The confidence going into the break, I think, was big. For, for Jack Eichel. That game on Long Island, he mm-hmm. deserved something out of that game. Yeah. Seven, yep. seven, seven shots. Uh, and then the, the contest first game out was as good as I've seen Jack Eichel play in a long time and uh, was just ripping it, and it was ripping it off the crossbar. And uh, he was dialed in in that game against UC Soros, who came up with some saves. So to see him actually break out, there was some hopefulness before like the mm-hmm. Arizona game, uh, the New Jersey game, the Ranger game, there is hopefulness there because he just doesn't go that long without scoring nine games. Yeah. It just yeah. doesn't happen. But you could really see the building blocks the last game before the break and then the first game out of the break. And to watch him have the confidence not just to score, but the fact that he made the big play to, to Paul Cotter before he managed to beat uh, Marc-Andre Fleury later in the game. Yeah. was significant because it, it, he took it hard to the net, but it wasn't a blind pass out front. He had time and the awareness to look back, see Paul there, find mm-hmm. him, and make the play. And that just added to it. Shane Nadi on the television broadcast was all over it. After that pass, there was a significant feeling around Jack mm-hmm. Eichel on the ice the way that he was making plays. Uh, one, he gained the zone, dipsy-doodled around a couple of guys, and you just you just had that vibe in the building that things were starting to turn for, for Jack. Felt like he was back. It felt like he was back and, and making plays with the confidence that you would expect for, for Jack Eichel. There were, uh, what, two or three passes that were just, like, dropped on a dime on the tape. There was one. It was a backdoor sauce pass uh, to Brett Howden on the backhand that, that Brett just wasn't able to corral and put behind the goaltender. But Jack Eichel was making plays, and, and it, it all stemmed from the confidence of, you know, making the play to Paul Cotter and that going in and then scoring on his own. So Jack's a big story. Riley Smith converting yeah. on the penalty shot. Huge to have that puck just slip in. I'm not sure it ever touched the back of the net. It just got across <laughs> the line. Yeah. But here, here's my takeaway. And I'll go back to the Nashville game and, and lump the two of them together. You had nine different guys score. That's big. It wasn't just one guy got hot and just ripped it apart, those two games. Yeah. Two different lines carried a bulk of the mail, but you had nine different players score goals. How they scored the goals will not leave me for a while. And hockey mm-hmm. gods, thank you. You, <laughs> you went on vacation. You took your bye weeks and you disappeared. But you came back and you made good on some of the breaks that went in against Vegas. 
You go yeah. back to the Nashville game, and they got some bounces in that game at both ends of the ice. But it managed to work in their favor. Really uh, standing out with the uh, empty net goal by Alex Petrangelo off the stand. Sure. Yeah. And then last yeah. night, Nick Waugh off a, off a leg. Uh, you you had um, uh, Paul Cotter finding some some space. Uh, uh, Alex Petrangelo mm-hmm. off off another leg. Uh, mm-hmm. Riley Smith gets gets in alone, and while he doesn't score, there's a penalty shot called instead of uh, a power play that that worked against them in Long Island. It was uh, for them uh, last night, and it happened to be a guy that knows. Mark Andre Fleury really, really well. Uh, I, I consider that a break. Uh, just a, a post that Jack Eichel hit last night went in instead of staying out. There is there is a lot of bounces that went Vegas's way that they've been earning those bounces going into the break, and they weren't coming out in their favor. Those piled up in those two games between Nashville and St. Paul. Yeah, and I think, honestly, you'd rather have, have not had them pile up in two games coming off of the break. You you would have liked maybe a bounce or two to go your way um, on Long Island or, you know, in, in New Jersey, perhaps. But, you know, the way that it, that it goes sometimes is that, you know, you get to the end of one of those uh, slumps or losing streaks, whatever it is, you're playing significantly better. You're just not getting the breaks to fall your way. And I think that that's exactly what happened with the Golden Knights going into the break. And they're finally coming out the other side on the other side of the break with with those bounces. They're getting them. They're playing um, as well as they were, I, I believe, going into the break. Um, and now the the bounces are working out their favor and they're winning hockey games, and that's the difference sometimes. So was it enough to make people forget? You did the post-game show. Yep. Was it enough to wipe the slate clean in what happened prior to the pause with 10 goals so, scored in two games? So I think so. I, I You know, you we got... Think so. we got I Well, it's interesting, right? Because I, I think right now you've got uh, kind of two schools of thought. You have the school of thought that felt like the Washington game was the turning point for the Golden Knights, that they were going to be able to turn it on, and then we know what happened after that. It, it was 0-2-2 going into the break after that game. And then I think that the other prevailing thought is that the Golden Knights never really went anywhere they just weren't getting bounces. They just weren't getting those pivotal plays to kind of fall in their favor over the over that four or five game stretch. I think we're leaning closer now to the Golden Knights are back. The Golden Knights have found their mojo or their game or their swagger, whatever you want to associate with it. And I think that a lot of people are starting to come around to the idea that if they play to their caliber they're going to be able to win a lot of hockey games. And I think that that's kind of the right way to be in the right, the, the right headspace to be in. This is still a really good hockey team. You just needed some breaks to go your way in order to kind of reinforce and remember that. Okay. The breaks being healthy. Sure. I, I mean, I would, I would factor in that this team is, is as healthy as they've been in a long time. Yeah, Mark Stone's not in the lineup. But but is it any coincidence look, that they scored 10 goals in well, the two games in which they had their starting six defensemen back for the first time since Thanksgiving? I, I think that, that, is, that that's absolutely meaningful because they were able to get out of their own zone. In, in, against Nashville, against 
Minnesota, they were making incredibly efficient plays. They were not getting hemmed in. They were managing the puck well. There were so many transition opportunities. I, I do think the health for the Golden Knights on the back end has certainly had a positive impact on what they were able to do the last two games, 100%. Nobody wants to talk about only allowing one goal in each of the two victories. <laughs> completely, well, you wanted goals. Completely overshadowed. Yeah, 100%. But they were no-brainers. No doubters. Yeah. The two victories because he only allowed a goal. Now, I am I am firmly in the camp that Aiden Hill was more of a influence on the game in Nashville than mm-hmm. 17 shots on the stat sheet would indicate. Yeah. There's a lot of good looks by Nashville that he came up with saves. That's his job. You're supposed to make saves. He did that. Last night, 9-1 were the shots to start the game for the Golden Knights. After that, Minnesota made a sizable push during mm-hmm. the game. And the shots were 16-4 for Minnesota over the next period and a half. Logan Thompson had to be really good. Yeah. The back half of the first and the entire second period. Yep. Goaltending had to be really good. It it wasn't as lopsided of a of a game as it would indicate because of uh, because of the play that Logan Thompson stepped in and then and then Aiden Hill uh, after Logan had to had to leave the game but i i thought you saw two games in which there was execution at every level of the golden knights performance yeah in in, in the sense of and I'm I'm more looking five on five. We can get a special teams later, but but five on five. Uh, you saw great puck handling and and exits from the zone. You saw transition, uh, especially last night with Jonathan Marcheseau uh, chipping those pucks out, and making plays, and starting odd man rushes, uh, which led to Cotter and Eichel uh, scoring goals. Uh, you saw great goaltending, and you saw uh, just a comfort in the in the team's game with those six defensemen on the ice and being able to roll those shifts. Yeah, it was almost an an in ease, right? Like there was there wasn't any play that felt like it was going to be one where the Golden Knights couldn't sort it out or they were able to handle whatever pressure Minnesota threw at them. And I think that that goes to just familiarity, right? You you've got pairs of 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 defensemen that are now with one another. They've played a lot of hockey together. And I, I think the Golden Knights were just incredibly efficient over the last two games in Nashville, in Minnesota. They were efficient at reading the plays, at reading where, where they needed to go, and then they just made plays. They were good. And and I I think, again, you take those two games as as individual, you know, an ind- individual moment in time, I think if the Golden Knights are able to buy in and play that way more often than not, they're going to be a hard team to beat. And and that's the identity, that's the team that we expect them to be based on, on the talent level that's in the lineup night in and night out right now. So is it just because the dads were on the trip? Um, No, I don't believe it's just because the dads are on the trip. I think it's awesome that the dads are on the trip. I think it's awesome that the Golden Knights record with the dads on the trip has, has been phenomenal. 7-0-1. Yeah, 7-0-1. Yeah, but 
I think that you know, as as much as you've got your dads there, as much as you've got all that um, that 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 excitement and that that fun surrounding the team, you still have to compartmentalize to a degree. You still have to go out there and do your job. You still have to channel all of that extra energy that you have and do your job on the ice. And I, I think that you know, it's a lot of different factors. I think the dads' trip plays a part. I think getting away from hockey for nine days, just leaving everything behind and not focusing on the game in the midst of of a slump where you're not able to 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 find results was a massive, massive help for the Golden Knights coming back. And, you know, you, you take all of those things into account. Now you can start fresh. You start with two wins. That more than anything, I think, was was a big reset for this team. You're gonna play a game right now. Okay. I want to play the game with both of you, and you can play at home on the VGK Insider Show. We're going to give credit for this turnaround for the Vegas Golden Knights, but it's not just one segment of the game for the Golden Knights that we're going to pile on and say, this was amazing. We're going to divide it up. I'm going to give you guys six choices and play at home, all right? I want you to assign a percentage for each of the choices. Okay. And you'll try to get to as close to 100% as possible. This is great math on the air. What? No, I'm going to keep track of it. Oh, that, that instills <laughs> me with a lot of confidence. <laughs> I'm yeah, going to write down your, your pledges. Okay. Does, can you still use the word pledges? Pledge pin? What? Used to used to do uh, different things, and pledges used to be a big word. Whether you were doing a bikeathon or something, I mean, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You can't you it, can't it, say that anymore. Like what? I'm, 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 when I'm was go- the last time you heard the word pledge? Well, when's the last time you did like a bikeathon? It's been a while. Yeah. All right. Percentage <laughs> of credit for the Golden Knights turnaround in winning back to back games this week on the road. Okay. The dads. Okay. What percentage are you, you going to give? You're not going to give us all no, six. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. Because you know why? That influences what you would uh, hand out for a percentage. I'm no. going to okay. go 25. percent I think. Wow. I think it's a major factor. Wow. Yeah i I don't think it's as big a factor. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go 20 percent. You slammed him, and you only went five percent lower. <laughs> I well, okay, fine. You know what? You no, know no, what? No, you're no, absolutely no, 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 what does percentage of credit does that deserve? I don't. I don't think it's as high as as. I'm gonna go with twelve percent. Twelve percent. Nice goofy number. Yeah, and and that has totally screwed you for trying to keep the the math yeah. in order to try and yeah, get to a hundred. Good 100. job there, Chapman. You're gonna have a to come job. up with some wonky number. So twelve percent. That gives yeah. Chapman thirty-seven. A total of thirty-seven percent. How about that? We both can add. Ryan? Yeah, I'm going 30%. I'm going 30%. Ooh. 30%. So he's used up 50% of his credit. No, no, I have not. 
Starting six defensemen. 55. Starting six defensemen, Ryan, what do they get? How much credit does the return of Zach Whitecloud into the lineup coming out Mm -hmm. of the break? And then keep in mind the Shea Theodore return right before the pause. Mm -hmm. What does the ability to stand out their starting six defensemen get credit? Uh, I'm going to go 30% as well. Not knowing what the next three remaining three choices yeah, I are, I don't, I you're don't going thirty percent. <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter. All I've right. got I've got twenty I've got twenty five percent to work Chapman. with, and I think I'm going twenty three percent. Even even things it. out. No now. no no, because that was smart. That was very smart. Yeah. He got in front of it. Got a nice even now, number. Now, now he's evened it out. Yep. Never and I have forty. Never. And I have forty points to work with here. All right. You're never gonna pick twelve again. That's great. <laughs> The goaltenders. What does the play of the goaltenders, who allowed one goal in Nashville, one goal against the Minnesota Wild, how much credit does the play of the netminders deserve in this turnaround? Mm. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go fifteen percent. Hmm. Yeah, both of them are going to. Beat me I, up the next time they see me because I don't. I don't think don't it's that big. That's true. I just know that one of them is quite a bit taller than me. So I'm going to go. They're both quite a bit well, taller. Well, than you. yeah, but I'm going to go ten percent. Which one were you referring to? I was thinking to? of Aiden Hill. Chapman, okay, yeah. Chapman. They're they're both really massive really human beings. Than you. Yeah, no, I'm they're going, just much taller than you. I'm going ten percent there. Just to to point out. Mm-hmm. We're four mm-hmm. categories into this exercise, yeah. and yep. you have both given something that didn't have any effect in shift to shift influence. More of a more mm-hmm. of credit for the turnaround than the play of the netminders. The dads and the paws both got more percentage of credit than the mm-hmm. netminders. The the fifth hockey gods and the. <sighs> The breaks going their way. Uh, yeah, I'll go five percent. All right, Chapman. I'm gonna go ten percent there. Oh gosh, come on. No, I think I think I don't think it's the wrong thing. Buck luck is is is, is important. Talk about it all the time. Bruce Cassidy discussed this. Every coach talks about yeah. it. It's like it's very it's it's vital. So you need Chapman, the bounces. We are five categories in. What do you have left? Twenty percent. All right. So you're. I wonder if you're going to use it all, or you're going to leave some on the table. I don't know. We'll see. What do you have left? You went twenty, thirty, and and you, you nope. don't. No, 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 no. no. He's no. already over, no. right? I'm at. I'm 20, at fifteen. 30, 50, no, 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 no. I'm at fifteen percent for the dads. I'm at thirty. No, I'm at thirty percent for the paws. Thirty percent for the starting defensemen. Ten percent for the goalies. Five percent for the hockey gods. I've got five percentage points left. The last category. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Talent. Ooh. You think I was just gonna like give you a nothing? Oh, I don't know. So that's, that's not that. This is this is such a ridiculous exercise. Talent. We should have had the categories ahead of time. I, I thought you Talent. were gonna. I thought you were gonna go with Cassidy playing with the blender again, but 
Well, certainly I can only give it five percentage points, Darren, <laughs> so I'm going to give it five percentage points because this is the problem with let's divvy up percentage and not give you all of the facts first. Well I'm a, done. I'm, a, I'm okay Appreciate with it. it. It's like a pub crawl, right? Yeah, you, you, absolutely. You, you don't know what bar is coming up next. Yeah. Because I, I absolutely would not give more percentage points can, can to you just, the dad's trip just over pause, talent. Just pause and let uh-huh. Chapman and I enjoy a moment here. Yes. Because yeah, we have good. never well been done. more on the same page yeah. than we are right now. I, I think, I think analogy. the talent is, is there. It's 20%. 20%. And I think that that's pretty accurate. Talent coming up with, with all the other influences. Uh, so Chapman, this is how he breaks it down. For credit for the turnaround, the two wins this week, 25% goes to the dad's trip and the influence, lighten the mood, having some fun on the road, some Curling, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the curling was so good. 12% to getting away from the game prior to the return, the bye week and the all-star week. The starting six defensemen being in the lineup, playing back-to-back games, gets 23%. The net miners get 10% credit. Hockey gods and some puck luck gets 10% and talent 20%. Ryan Wallace mm-hmm. gets dad's 20%, the pause 30%, 15. 15. starting six 30%, net miners 15%, hockey gods 5%. Doesn't talent, believe in those hockey gods. He, 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 you know what he did? He made the, the age-old error. Spending too much early. Yeah, yeah. That's Spending what happens too much when you early. don't get the categories. No, no, he, he, That's, he drank you, too much no, this the is, first this is, this exactly. isn't. Yep. You know no, what? it, it is, it is, is such fun. a ridiculous, nope. such a ridiculous way of doing percentages. If you wanted an accurate assessment, legitimately, of what we felt of these categories, we would have had the categories. All I know is Chapman and I lit it up at bar six. Yes. We oh, yeah. had the yeah. greatest time. We, we spaced it out. And, we and, maybe had some popcorn along the way. And you were back in, in at home throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. yep. That's what happened. Sounds about right. With and, the goats. And, yep. with, with the goats. You were, you were tossing your cookies because you drank too much early in the pub crawl. And Chapman and Not I are having a great time. So seriously, dads, no pause, starting six, net miners, hockey gods, and talent. Send us a tweet. Let well, us now that you, you got all the categories. What? Yeah, but if they were playing the playing at home, they didn't know yeah. the six categories ahead of time. Thank you. If they if they were smart playing at home, they would have just waited it out to get the categories. But then they're cheating. They got the categories. Kind of You'll delay. have an accurate assessment of what people actually believe. But that's not the spirit of the game. Yeah. There's they a de- there's it's, some it's, kind it's of delay with game. wherever Ryan is today because he's he's not he's not computing properly. But Chapman and I in no, the studio we are owning this. Lesson for some guys. I'm pretty on board with Chapman. Dad's 25 percent, a little high, but you can't ignore. I, but you can't no, no. ignore the trend in the history. I was there. Yeah. There was a lot of great good vibes. Around the players and that in St. Paul, I saw one player walking downtown, just going for lunch with his dad, uh, just doing their own thing. Then I saw a bunch of guys going out as as part of a group. The dads coming in after dinner as the players all all, all went to bed uh, and and just smiles in their faces. It was amazing. The curling was just this bonding experience because dads hadn't curled really, and uh, the the players. N- a lot of them, Nick Hag had curled before. Uh, Zach Whitecloud's curled uh, a, a little bit. Um, a few of those guys. Uh, Is Whitecloud had... good at it? 
Uh, yeah, he was good. Why does that not surprise me? Well, they, no, they were all good after a while. Okay. But they, White, White Cloud strikes were, me as a guy who's just good at everything were, he does. They were all okay after a while. Not good, but all okay <laughs> because they're they're professional athletes. They like they're they're not they're not making the Canadian uh, the, Olympic the, team. The is dads, what you're saying? The dads went mini golfing yesterday at the Mall of America. Oh, that's well, cool. Well, the players uh, got got ready and, and napped and uh, went went over to the rink. There's there's just a lot of and then this and I haven't even talked about the Nashville part. I could yeah. <laughs> now did you hang out with the dads? I was uh, in the same area as the yeah. Dads. Who 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 did you buddy buddy with? Uh, I, I I did not. Get to the point where I was buddy buddy with anybody. Okay. I, d- I did talk to uh, Bob Eichel uh, on the air. Uh, we spent some time together, and I, I did. I can see uh, um, who said it best. Alec Martinez said it best. Uh, talked to him before the dad's trip, and he said one of the cool things about uh, a father's trip is you can see where the guys come from. In the sense, you see the dad. And you go, that's his dad. Oh, I get it. Oh, I get it. You, you, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I, I saw the interview with with Alec Martinez, and the way he described his dad, I was almost like yeah, Frank the Tank. That that sounds a lot like Alec, <laughs> but it's not. It's it's Frank the Tank is he was almost being uh, sarcastic, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, because uh, they're both the uh, accountant guys and and, and uh, numbers guys. I didn't know uh, Alec got his degree in business. Went went back and got it. That's super made, cool. Made, made sure, uh, but but you can see like uh, Zach Whitecloud's dad, like a dead ringer uh, for each other. Uh, Nick uh, and Nicholas Swa, like there's no doubt. Like you you look at, at some of these guys, uh, Chandler Stevenson and Kurt Stevenson. Like there's the mannerisms, and mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. if if you don't believe in in the uh, uh, nature nurture thing, uh, boy, is that ever uh, a cool example? But uh, there was there was there was a lot of um, influence with the dads being around the team. The way Will Carrier described his dad, his dad seems like a really cool guy. Yes, guitar player, piano player, just a great musician. But they don't talk hockey. That's fine. That's cool. Because of uh, a disagreement they had when they were fifteen. Yeah. And, I think and, I think William was probably right. Will said uh, they don't know anything. People don't know anything. We don't talk <laughs> hockey. Uh, so so, but twenty five percent of the dads, twelve percent of the pause. I probably would have evened that out a little bit. But again, you didn't know uh, what was coming. Starting six defensemen at twenty three percent. That's that's really right on the money. Uh, net miners ten percent might have gone a little bit higher. Hockey gods ten percent. That's that's right there. And talent twenty percent. Well done, Chapman. Ryan. Yep. I think you learned a valuable lesson today. I learned that you don't know how to play games. You learned a valuable lesson today. Do you think hey, that this is slayed the dragon, and now yeah. it's just a matter of uh, of cooking up some some supper? Let's I'll, get I'll be honest. Th- this this game just it makes about as much sense as is that uh, that saying that you came up with, Darren. That's all I got. You know what? I think being petty and judgmental mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. doesn't really suit you. That's, That's what I'm fair. looking at this. Uh, we're going to get into I, I Logan Thompson. He left the game last night in the third period, wasn't putting weight on his leg. Uh, we'll talk about that situation, what we know, what we don't know, and we'll just explore, speculate a little bit about down the road. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM.
This Matchbox 20? Oh, who is it? Who is it? Counting Crows. Oh, Gosh. yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Matchbox 20? Yeah. Same kind of genre. Yeah. No, but the... the it's the not nothing Counting alike. Crows, the singer, such a distinct voice. What are we doing here? Nah, are we you're doing you're here? just sour because you... Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, He just I'm, sour I'm, the... Oh, the oh. I have no idea if the lead singer from Counting Crows, where he's from, but I can tell you the next break, I'm playing a Canadian guy. Maybe the greatest oh, yeah. Canadian rocker. Well, do you, one do of you do your music selections prior to the show? Yeah. Or, I yeah. thought you just made them up. No, no, no. I, I, no, I, I did. I thought you just kind of, whatever mood you were in. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what, that's that what I did. Well, that, yeah. No, but, that but, was but in, per five minutes, not, not before that, the show. Oh, no, no. Before the show. That yeah, one yeah. was informed from Wednesday at OYO, yes. for sure. Ryan, Ryan yeah. discussed the amazing playlist at OYO. Yeah. And we well, talked Counting Crows. A lot Crows. has changed uh, since Wednesday because at that point we were discussing <laughs> whether or not Vegas was going to be able to follow up the first win. We we all agreed that winning the first game out of the break on that two-game road trip uh, through Nashville and Minnesota was more important than winning the second game and, and earning the split. Like giving some confidence right out of the break and not playing catch-up and, and, uh, and, and just feeling like you had things under control uh, coming out of the break was was more important. So they did that, and then they, they doubled down and blew out the Minnesota Wild, who at the start of the year I said weren't going to make the playoffs because they weren't going to be able to score enough, and uh, they're wobbling right now. Uh, their coach is a buddy of mine, but they're wobbling uh, at this point, and they're going to have to find it. Uh, things are, are not going in their favor, and we know what that's like uh, to be on, on the wrong side of, uh, of uh, a little bit of a, a stretch. Vegas has it going now. However, in the third period last night, there was a play in which a scramble around the net resulted in an injury to Logan Thompson, Mm -hmm. who picked up his 20th win despite not finishing the game. But that does not console or soothe the fact that he had to be helped off the ice, uh, wasn't putting any weight on his left leg. Mm -hmm. We don't know, at least I don't. Do you guys know? What the situation no. is with with Logan? I shouldn't just assume that you guys don't know, but I don't know. I don't know. You guys don't no know uh, the severity of the injury. Uh, I didn't see Logan uh, after the game. I, I and I was on the plane. I didn't. I didn't see him. I will expect that we'll get uh, an update. There was no practice today. No availability today. So no opportunity to get the very latest. The only thing I am aware of is that an MRI was planned for Logan Thompson today. And yep. I expect we'll get some kind of information when the club practices at City National Arena tomorrow morning. Based on what I saw, I wouldn't expect him to play on Sunday. Right. Now that's duh, obvious, but <laughs> I feel like I should I should put it out there. I don't know how much longer the injury could be. Because I've seen different cases, and this is what I was hoping for. Remember earlier this year when Mark Stone uh, almost yelped in pain, and and we wondered because he took a shot off the almost the Achilles area, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we wondered oh, like how, what happened? Did did an Achilles uh, snap? Was there a straight yeah. Achilles uh, uh, muscle pull? Was it just a, a, maybe a broken bone? And he came back later in that game, and it was it yeah. was. 
shocking. So uh, that teaches you right there not to speculate too much on the severity uh, of an injury or the uh, length of an absence. Yeah, I, uh, I am. I am confident he won't play uh, on, on Sunday. If it's short term, mm-hmm. they do have Laurent Bossois with the Henderson sure. Silver Knights, uh, who has played this season since coming back from from his off season surgery. Uh, he's played in the American Hockey League. Uh, that would be the front runner for any type of transaction for the Vegas mm-hmm. Golden Knights. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, if it's short term. Are you comfortable with Aiden Hill and Laurent Bressois? I am, yeah. I, I think that you can absolutely win hockey games with those two guys holding down the fort while Logan Thompson is unable to play. Long-term. And wh- what's long-term? Is long-term two months? That's what Five. I would put, put long-term at. Yeah, I'd say six to eight weeks. That's long-term, okay. right? Would you make a change at the trade deadline, which is three weeks away? I think you need to see Loren Brossois play some NHL games before you make that determination. Like I, I think given what we know of Loren Brossois, his career, um, he's a he's a legitimate NHL goaltender. I, I've liked a lot of what I've seen out of Aiden Hill the last couple of starts that he's had. Is it, you know, enough to to make you think that he's going to be a a guy that can kind of seize the net as, as a number one? I, I don't know, but I, I've liked his game. I think we saw stretches of really good play last year from Laurent Brossois and then stretches where he was fighting injuries. So I'd like to see maybe a start or two for Laurent Brossois if it's going to be a longer-term thing prior to the trade deadline to know that for sure. But I think right now, um, I I don't know that I would go in the direction of a goaltender at the trade deadline because I think that there are other needs this team has that are probably more pressing than that. I don't think that they would go after a goaltender. And I'm speaking for myself yeah. when, I, when I say that. Because I spent a lot of time last night on the flight and uh, some time today looking through the league stats. Which, mm-hmm. it wasn't as much the league stats as just names. And I wanted to familiarize myself with who's played in the American Hockey League, who's played in the National Hockey League, who might be available. And mm-hmm. There is nobody that is a significant upgrade on what they have. Now, there's players who I think have potential. There's players who I think have shown greatness in the past. There are also uh, some players who have have lost it. And but do you do you want to lean on trying to put them in and getting a spark? So that the, like. There's not that one unrestricted free agent who everybody's going to be going for. Ryan Miller one year. We knew that yeah. Ryan Miller was going to be traded, and yeah. and, and he was. So the, the, that that's where I'm going. There's not that one name. Uh, I'll, I'll throw out um, New, York, uh, New York Islanders have two goaltenders. Yep. Yep. I, I, I don't think they're parting with either one of those two guys. They, 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 they like both of them. New York Rangers have a, a really good backup in Yaroslav Halak, uh, but I don't think they're, they they want to make sure that they've got insurance uh, behind Shesterkin. So there's there's tandems there where you could say, okay, could they pry one of those? I don't think either one of those teams uh, are. The LA Kings have three goaltenders. One mm-hmm. of them, mm-hmm. uh, their, their future uh, is in the American Hockey League right now. 
that would be a, a, a guy that you would love to be able to pry loose, but not during a down season, not in which he's uh, cleared waivers, and and he also makes five million dollars. So I, I don't I don't see that as a situation. And you're also in the same division. Why would they ever do that? And 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 help you out. Uh, the the Anaheim Ducks have John Gibson, uh, very talented goaltender, six million dollars, but he also uh, uh, is is not like having a career year uh, in this situation. Uh, so I don't, I don't see that. And he's got term left. Do you want to go into that? So there's not, there's not anything when I, when I went through all the names that jumped out at me as that got my spidey senses tingling. Uh, Laurent Brassois, I don't need to see him play a National Hockey League game. Uh, I, I know what Laurent Brassois is. I know what Laurent Brassois can be. Uh, and I know what Laurent Brassois can't be. And I'm comfortable with that. Do, do would I want to go into a season with uh, LB as my number one goaltender? I would want more depth behind that, based on the fact that he's never been the number one goaltender in his National Hockey League career. Very stable backup can give you stretches of really strong play, but to carry a team night in night out, we haven't seen that, and he's been in the league long enough. Uh, for for that to have to have happened doesn't make him a bad goaltender. It, it, it uh, in in a lot of ways makes him uh, uh, is what he is. So y- you don't have to wonder uh, about that. You're not going to put too many um, uh, eggs in in that basket. Uh, we I, I think are learning a lot about Aiden Hill. Mm-hmm. And his game, uh, he's now uh, up to a career high, 11 wins a season. The way he shut down the National Predators in the third period, the way he came in last night and didn't allow a goal gives me a, a, a lot of good feelings about about Aiden Hill and the work that he's done with Sean Burke during uh, a, a lot, the the back uh, backing off of the schedule, and, and they've had more time to, to do their goalie sessions. I said that that was going to happen, that there would be mm-hmm. some uh, opportunity for them to fine-tune things. He looks like he's been fine-tuned or tuned up, uh, uh, tuned in, uh, whatever terminology you want to use. Uh, since that being a situation where he was taken out of the game for the first time, we've really mm-hmm. seen some some strong play from from Maiden Hill. So uh, when I when I whether it's short term or longer term, mm-hmm. I don't see the guy out there that Vegas could or should spend a pile of inventory on. To bring that player in, in the sense that they're that much better than what they have. Like you've mentioned, you know, a couple of names. I'll throw two more at you, and I don't know that I, I don't know that I disagree with you, and that I I don't know that I would make this move or or put any type of capital toward a, a deal. But you've got Jonas Corposalo, you've got Antti Ranta, and the the idea for Antti Ranta is you've got Piotr. Kochetkov, who's not playing right now at the National Hockey League level because you've got a logjam there with the Carolina Hurricanes in goal. Um, I would I would make the argument that Kochetkov's already better than Ranta. Ranta's injured often. I don't know that that's going to be something that, that gives you exponentially more than what you have right now in Aiden Hill and potentially Laurent Brossois. Uh, 
Jonas Corpusalo is is somewhat intriguing to me, but I, I again I also don't know that that's something I want to do um, when I feel like there are other things the Golden Knights can address at the trade deadline. Corpusalo is a player that I've been following for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, I came to the conclusion probably a month and a half ago. No. Yeah. Like okay. good, good project. No, no, good, good project. Yeah. I think that there, yeah. there is possibilities there. Everybody yeah. thinks, can can I do something with this athlete? Because there's some real skills there. Uh, I don't think he's ready to be brought in to be a guy, sure. and that that's why you would bring somebody in is to be the guy, uh, because you're you're not spending that capital or inventory uh, mm-hmm. just yeah. just for depth because you've got depth. Uh, within uh, this organization and Andy Ranta, I would and I like Andy. Uh, yeah. I've done some uh, some stuff with him on on a different podcast where he's he's a really cool personality. This is going to hurt me to say, uh, it's, that's why I qualified it. But uh, <laughs> I, I would trust myself with my bad shoulder and my bad left hip, mm-hmm. getting off my stool and getting out of the studio without being hurt more than I would Andy Ranta. <laughs> Hold on, let me ask you this: Who would you trust more? Anti Ranta or Frederick Anderson on the injury front? Oh no, uh, Frederick Anderson for sure. Yeah, Freddie really? Anderson. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. Yeah, a- Anti Ranta cannot stay healthy. He can't. Neither can Freddie Anderson. Yeah, yeah, that, but it's 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 not in the same sphere that the injury, <laughs> and and yeah, Anderson does does have an issue with with staying healthy. Red yeah. is beyond that, which which gives you an indication, which puts it <laughs> into perspective. That that player is not there. We hope to bring you an update uh, on uh, tomorrow's airways. We'll we'll find a way uh, with Twitter, uh, the Fox Sports uh, Las Vegas uh, Twitter account, uh, when the Golden Knights uh, return to practice. We'll let you know as soon as we know. Oh, what's going on with Logan Thompson? Uh, we've got some tickets to give away. That'll happen in hour number two. And up next, we will set that hour up on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. We're going to play our hockey parlay contest in hour number two, plus give away two sets of tickets to a game between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars on February 25th, plus news and notes, a little one-timer action in the National Hockey League. A trade is already paying off for the New York Rangers acquiring Vladimir Tarasenko. And that deal has had a trickle-down effect on the Chicago Blackhawks. Not the way you might expect. Patrick Kane <laughs> was rumored to be on his way to New York. Yep. That's not going to happen now. Nope. And I don't think Kane is very happy about it. It's BGK Insider Show. Dealing with it all on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Stay with us. <laughs> 